on. Yeah, I broke up. A good girl will keep your head on straight, though. No, that's for sure. That's funny. Me and Dimitri were just talking about uh, women yesterday. One of our talks, we were talking about because I don't know. You still with your girl? No, y'all broke up. Yeah. Was that a college thing? It was just kind of like uh, we were together in college, but now college is over. It's just more like it got to the point where we weren't seeing eye to eye on everything. Yeah. And like we both got to the point where we we're immature enough to be like, look, this is unhealthy. It's right. the first time I've been in a relationship that didn't have like. A terrible breakup it was pretty civil yeah mutual kind of thing because that's what i'm saying i think at least for me that relationship made me so much more mature in general and i like, kind of opened my eyes to other things like while i was in it and then especially afterwards too because the fact that i was able to be civil about it and so was she and we were able to even now like we still will talk every once in a while and just everything's civil same thing i wish her the best and it's not like all my other exes were like it ended bad or like i was doing something wrong in the relationship like right. There was like this time it would be really able to be like, look, this isn't working. This this is why, basically this is why I don't like you. This is why you don't like me. Right. It's not going to change. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. tried to figure it out. It's not working. But like, again, I wish her the best. Her family's awesome. She's awesome. But it's just like the path I'm going on in my life and the path that she wants to go on are two very different things. And we don't see eye to eye. So it's kind of like try to make it work and work. But, you know. I feel like it's a big thing nowadays. I feel like nowadays it's so big. People are like, Oh, just because you get in a relationship, you guys should work on it, do it, whatever, to fix it and make it work. And it's kind of like, well, at some point, it's kind of like, but is it really us trying to make it work or we're just not compatible? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we're just different people. We're after different things in life. When you're with the same person for a long time, it becomes normal. And it's so hard for us, like, as human beings to, like, deviate from what's normal. Yeah. It's so, like, when you're with someone for that long, like, no matter how bad it gets, it's just like, you don't want to give it up because you don't want to start something new. You know what I mean? Okay, you want to move yeah. on. So that, that, that was always the hardest part for me, even like through all the relationships. Like, just, like I don't want to start over again. Like, I want to make, make this right, make it work. I've already been through so much with her. But then it's like, why put yourself like through more toxic energy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever, like, use this experience, move on, and right. it'll work out right. the way it's supposed to. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, being here, and living with Jay Scott, yeah. like that made me find my inner peace, like focus on my mental. Like, yeah, I'm telling Jay Scott, dude. Oh, he's big on that. He's a great roommate. Like, yeah. me and him, like, always talking about keeping our inner peace. Don't yeah. let anything mess yeah, with right. So, so speaking of that, that's a big thing I'm into too. So, how do you, so you were talking downstairs, you said you were reading the sign. So, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so, that paper you were reading, if you have it, you know what I'm saying, he'll explain it. But you have to check out the docu series or the documentary to get more in depth of exactly what we're talking about. But he's gonna explain that a little bit. But can you explain that for us what that is, and how this helped you? Yeah. So basically, like, I feel like I always look for something to um, hone in on, like my mental skills, basically, like, and keep my mental straight. But I've never like found something that like I really got into. Like, I'll I'll find something like I used to box. Like way back in the day, and that was like the best thing I ever did, but then I stopped doing that. And then I'd always find like little things to look into, like, you know, chakra type stuff, like, you know, things like that. But I'm, I never stick with it. And then, so, you know, when I saw that downstairs, I told you, they, they told us, don't use your phones when you're in the boots, right. when you're in the massage boots. Just um, try to relax, focus on your mental state, you know, view everything that's in front of you. Like, they told us to get in a good mental state. And it's just funny that we happen to be sitting there because, you know, sometimes we'll do it out, you know, somewhere out in the facility. But I was sitting on the 
the chair and I would just read it. And I just, and like I said, I was here, I'm here for eight weeks and it was the second week that I really started looking into it. So I was like, well, there's seven, there's seven virtues of Bushido. So I was going to dedicate one to each week. And, uh, the first one was all about integrity. And I feel like, like I said, like that one, like the last four, I actually haven't even gotten into yet because I feel like I haven't fully grasped the first two yet. So I've slowed down. Like I've, I, it took me almost a week and a half to figure out the integrity one and to be able to apply it to like my life. So one of the biggest things was when I'm reading it, um, I try to not just apply it to my past, but like to what's going on now. So like, the main thing that I think the first one helped me with is like, okay, if I do something wrong, but like I can get away with it kind of like, that's not the point. Like say, for example, I'm downstairs, I'm in the boots. They tell us to wipe down the boots afterwards. You know what I'm saying? It's super easy to just not wipe them down. If right. you're done, yeah, just put them back. You know right. what I'm saying? But the integrity part doesn't just come from, okay, you know, they want me to wipe it down. So I'm gonna, the integrity part comes from really like, if I don't wipe them down, I put them away and I walk out. And someone goes, oh, you know, did you wipe them down? It's so easy for me to just say, yeah. How right. are they ever going to know? Right. Like, yeah, I wiped them. But the integrity part comes from being able to, like, be like, you know what? Nah, I didn't. You're right. Like, I'm yeah. not going to sit here and lie to you. Lie about it, yeah. So it's not just, like, being honest, but it's just more, like, just... There's a difference between telling the truth and then, like, lying. Like, in a sense, like, you know, just being honest with not just, like, other people, but with yourself. Like, not taking the easy route. Being, like having that integrity, like, you know, when I speak to my ex-girlfriend, like having integrity in that conversation, just being able to voice everything. And like, if she asks a question, answer honestly, it's so easy. You, It's so easy to like throw in a quick lie here or there and then just move on, just to make things easier for yourself. Right. But like, how are you gonna improve on that? So that one took me a while to like really, cause I had to, I had to have those experiences throughout the next week and a half to like realize, oh, this is what it's talking about. Right. And like I said, the second one with respect, that one, again, that was more just like being humble and not, and being able to not hold hate in your heart for anyone or try to like show, show out more than anyone, put anyone down. Like why not everyone succeed together? Like, right. For example, this, like, I want you to succeed, right. like, more than anything. And I can even do, me and you had our differences. Yeah. But, like, oh, yeah, be, a grown, be a grown man, get over it. Like, yeah. I respect what you're doing. Yeah, tenfold. I can, like, I can see that, I can respect it, and I can, like, love the hustle. There's other people, like, in my life, same thing. Like, whether I, you know, we had a bad relationship, good relationship. Like, I don't hold hate in my heart for every, anyone. And I wish everyone success on whatever they're doing. Even people that I had falling out with, yeah. like I hope they succeed to the, like whatever they want to do in life, like I want everyone to be successful. And my team that I want to build around me for this journey I'm going on, I want it to be people I know. So like my financial advisor that I'm talking to is a guy that I went to junior college with. Yeah, yeah. Great guy, his name's Phil. Um, he's was a year older, well he was a couple years older than me, but he was the grade above me. And after he, you know, retired from football, he got into, you know, financial advising business. First thing, you know, I did, I got to get an accountant and a financial advisor, right. talk to them. I want to buy real estate back home. I want to buy property back home when I get my first contract. Me and my best friend, I'm going to go half on a house, yeah. rent it out. Who am I talking to? One of my friends from high school that's into the real estate business. Right. If I'm going to eat, we all should eat together. The people yeah. I know, I'm not going to go to somebody I don't know. Right. Now, let's all do it interest, together. Yeah. Let's, let's all do it yeah, together. Let's sure. all eat together. That's Any like manifestation. That's it's, it's real. So that's that again ties into like the whole respect thing. Like it's not just having respect for other people, but like 
building like something new or like with those people or like not just pushing people down while you're on your way up. Yeah, so. for sure. But like I said, those, those are just the first two. There's still four or what is it? Five, there's still five more that I haven't even like really got into them enough because I want to take my time to get into it as much as possible. So you so, plan to keep carrying this on as you go? Yeah. Keep learning about them? Definitely. The, one of the, so downstairs if you read it, and like I'm sure anyone who watches the docuseries will see, it explains it. And then there's a quote at the bottom. And the quote for the integrity one says, because it's Bushido's for warriors. Yeah. So a lot of it's about warriors, but you can apply it to your life anyways. But it says, warriors make a full commitment to their decisions. That's something that, again, like I never do. Like I'll, I'll pick up something, but I'll never follow it through. So I want to, with the Bushido stuff, like to actually commit to it. So instead of just hustling through it, you know, yeah. BSing it, I'm gonna commit to it, you know what I'm saying? Take each one, I wanna memorize each one, and not even just for, you know, so I can recite it, but just so I can have it in my head. So I memorize them, make the commitment to learning them, and just apply it to my life, because I feel like that's helped my mental state. And when I get back, I wanna teach Jay Scott about them too. Oh, yeah. be interested in that. For sure, sure. So you brought up JUCO. So let's talk about the JUCO journey. I know there's a lot of athletes that go JUCO down. Nowadays, that's a really big thing. Yeah. Uh, so let's kind of, you're from New York. We gotta say that from New York. Um, where did you go to college? Right out of high school. So out of high school, I actually had a scholarship and I committed to Wagner, which in Staten Island is a D one. But I graduated young. I graduated at sixteen. I just turned seventeen after like a little while after I graduated. So I was still you know getting used to driving and all that. My mom wasn't comfortable with me going away yet. So we kind of made that decision that maybe I should go to and my grades weren't that great anyway. Like the scholarship that I would have had, like it wasn't. It wasn't full. It wasn't paying. So, how you, so <laughs> the 16s, how were you 16 graduating? Because I skipped kindergarten. I went straight to first grade, and my birthday is also in June. I was born June 11, 2000. Oh, okay. So yeah. I get late birthday yeah. and skipped a grade, so yeah. it all was like... Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So me and my mom... Well, it was more of my mom kind of telling me straight out that I wasn't going, but, yeah. you know, it's a little bit of an agreement that uh, it'd be better for me to stay close, get my grades up, actually learn, you know, how to be a man you know what i'm saying yeah, like so yeah. so i bought the, i saved up my money i bought a jeep grand cherokee a 2002 i think it was jeep grand cherokee and for two thousand dollars cash mm. bought it and then i uh i would drive that to nassau community college i played there my first freshman season i was special teams kickoff guy whole highlight tape just knocked you about a kickoff yeah i got to start like the last three games of the season and then I did pretty good. And then so the sophomore season coming up, I was like, this is it. Like, I gotta, I need to get out. And that was the one thing that I loved so much about Juco was that everyone's on the same page. You go to somewhere like Moorhead, there's people that are comfortable with going there for four years, playing, yeah. just playing football and not doing anything with it. Like, yeah. so you get that weird environment where not everyone's like fully bought in. Right. If you're going to the you know a JUCO like Nassau where we play like ranked teams like where we are ranked like everyone that's there that's on the team is bought in like whether you disagree or agree on stuff like everyone's there for the same reason right. get out get out get in get out you yeah. got bounce backs you have freshmen you have people from prep school so we all have the same goal so we all were able to you know so like my going to my sophomore season I was like this I like there's no other option I have to start I have to do good right I gotta get out so. I had a good season. Um, I was like a three-star linebacker. I was like the 
and I thought this was disrespectful. I was like the twenty second or something ranked linebacker in the country. Yeah. And I thought that was like too low. I was like, dude, that's you know what I'm saying? Like I need better. And then the offers that I was getting was like the same stuff. I was just talking to the same coaches that I talked about in high school. And I was yeah. like, I don't want like you don't want those. So then Morehead State contacted me, Strobel contacted me right before our bowl game because we me, uh, Steve all those guys, we like brought our team together. We got to a bowl game. We won. We blew out one of the number one offenses in the nation. We held them to six points. We won like 46 to six. So that was a great bowl game, got our rings. One of the Moorhead coaches, uh, Macius, you remember him? Yep. He yep. came down to the bowl game. Oh yeah. So, um, and I was like, I came on a visit to Moorhead. I, I did some visits to some other schools. I had full scholarships to like D2 schools and stuff, but I was like, my goal, like, I want to play D1. Like, yeah. I, I, I want to play yeah. D1 football. I don't care. Like, and I, and then at that point, I was like, well, I did my, you know, time. And this was like, so I did NASA for a year and a half, three semesters. They were like, we want to bring you in for spring ball. I went on a visit. I was like, you know what? It's time for me to go somewhere far enough to where even if I wanted to go home, yeah. I can't. Like, yeah. let's just do, like, let me just buy into this, like, do what I have to do, stay focused, live on my own, figure it out. I know my mom always supports me through everything. So I was like, and she didn't want me to go there. Like actually, she was so, she wanted me to go to the D2 school. They were giving me like 45K and the school was only like 4,000 or uh, 40,000. So I would've got like 5K and like a stipend or whatever. Like they were like, we want you to be the captain of the team. Like we're building a new uh, stadium, all this. Like we'll get you a custom jersey, like this and that. Like, you know, so she wanted me to go there. I want to play D1. That was like, kind of like a... And it got to the point where I was kind of just like, you know what, this is my decision. I want to play D1 football. My goal is to go to the NFL. Like, no, I'm not, I don't want to play Canadian. I don't want to play European. I don't want to play in Mexico. Like, and those leagues are great, to, you know, for, but that's not my goal. Like, right. I'm, I want to put all my chips in. I'm going. So I committed there. She wasn't very happy, but obviously she supported me through it. And then came to Moorhead and then... You know, I'm here. So, well, why not? I gotta say, I'm when we go, I plan to follow you to New York mm-hmm. and you go home. I'm excited to interview your mom now. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting. <laughs> that's gonna be really exciting. She'll have a lot of good stuff to say yeah. for sure. Um, but so I have more head. We'll, we'll once again check the documentary, we're gonna have his highlights up there. So, okay, so the people who don't know, let's talk about your stats and things at Moorhead. So, at Moorhead officially, how many tackles did you end up with both seasons? You broke the single season, single game record. I know yeah. that. And that was what, 30? 23? 23. It was 21 or 20, and I, I had 23. But, it, and then, t- you know what's funny? I actually s- broke it again the next season. Like, I had 23 in spring, and then I had 22 in a game this last season. So even if I didn't right. break it then, I would have been break it again. I wanted, to try to, I wanted to try to break my own, but I was like two off. But, um, I think I had like 230 something, 230, I, I don't know the exact number, 230 something tackles over what, how many games would that have been? I don't know. I don't know, it's two, two seasons, two full Two seasons. and a half seasons because, yeah. Yeah, so my junior season didn't start till it ended again. Then we had seven games in spring and 11 in fall. So 230 something tackles at like five sacks. I think I assisted on one with you at some point. Yeah. So I think I had like a yeah. Never was a crazy pass rusher. Yeah. Most of my sacks I just came free. Right. You know what I'm saying? But five sacks, I 
two picks or three? One pick six. Yeah, but I remember the pick six. And that's how it ended the career. Pick six. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Last game. And then, uh, you also lots had the of one pick versus Dayton. Yeah, that was my first pick. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. And then lots of TFLs to go yeah. with all that. That's my. That's what I pride my game around is the TFLs. Right. That's that's my thing. That's that's as a linebacker. Like, I'm not perfect. Um, I'm, I like to think that I'm good in pass coverage. Honestly, like, but I'm not very great at pass rushing yet. I'm getting yeah. better, but I. I think I pride my game around being able to make plays in the backfield. Yeah. So yeah. So led the team in tackle. Led the conference in tackles in spring. Led the conference in tackles again, in fall. Then I got invited to that showcase with Vaughn. Um, and how did that go? So like every how did it, so let's walk us through that process because you said we talked earlier. You said some things happened that helped you while you were down there. So let's kind of talk about that process as you were down there. Like what kind of happened? That was the best thing that could happen for me, actually, because so I got invited to the small school showcase. It was a two day event. It was like 120 to 150 kids. I don't even remember. It was a lot, but it was two days. Um, it was hosted by the College Gridiron Showcase, which is a big showcase. But we got invited to the small showcase, which is like it was a five day event. The small showcase is the first two days and the, the big showcase is the next three days. The big showcase is all the FBS guys, you know, Wisconsin, LSU guys, like Ole Miss, all sorts of like, you know, big top, you know, but the small school showcases all, you know, uh, F FCS, you know, D1 guys, um, you know, some D2, D3. Um, the dudes that I'm training with here, the tight end converted fullback, he actually was at the small school showcase with me. And then the Montana State one was at the big showcase. So um, I went to the small showcase and out of the 100 and whatever guys, they picked 10 guys to stay because there was NFL scouts and the NFL scouts kind of like I, I don't know if it was just them or some of the coaches too right. they all they all were like had our numbers they gave us jerseys to wear they were like this guy this guy this guy we want to see him against better talent so I got to be one of those 10 guys to move up to the big showcase so you know they paid for my hotel the next three days my food it was crazy experience I was staying with Bo the first two days oh sweet. he was down in Texas okay I'm sleeping in Bo's bed next to him yeah telling him I'm like dude I drove from Moorhead 16 hours yeah. to come to this showcase I knew that they were gonna bring I thought they were gonna bring 15 people up I was like I'm gonna be one of those people like I'm yeah. not coming down here for two days I'm bought in I'm gonna be one, one of those people. people yeah I don't care so he let me stay at his house or his sister's house he was staying there with her and uh, I slept in the same bed as him. He's dude. He's the best. Like he, yeah, bro, yeah, really. Breakfast, everything. Yeah. Great guy, brother for life. Seriously, yeah, but, for sure. So then, after I, you know, the, as soon as the second day of the showcase was over, they're like, all right, they had us on on a meeting. They were like talking to us. They're like, all right, we're gonna announce you know the ten guys. They did. They took like six offensive guys and four defensive guys, and I was one of the four defensive guys. So I'm like, so I, I go up to the coach. I'm like, well, now he's like, well, get your shit, go to the hotel. We got room for you, you know, all that. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so then. So they're treating me a little different then. Yeah, yeah. They all of a sudden, now they want to give you food. They want, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's, it's funny because, so the Montana State lineman here and the Adam State uh, fullback have the same agent. So the agent, their agent, who's now my agent, uh, he his agency's called Cover Zero. His name is George. And he, um, he was at the small showcase, you know, to watch uh, Ian. And so he saw me there. So he contacted, he hit up someone from Moorhead. He said, hey, how's this guy, you know, this and that. And, you know, he got my number, hit me up and said, hey, you know, see you out there. I want to know if you have an agent, you know, or we can just sit down and talk, like, you know, yeah. nothing crazy. So 
I met with him that night. We had a great conversation. He's a great guy. Just kind of get to know each other. And then um, we kept in touch. So I went up to the big showcase in the next three days. Going up, dude, there were some crazy athletes there. Like, it was awesome. I met some great dudes. We had a good rotation. Um, like, we were put in groups. So I was putting the first the first group after the first day. So, like, I was with a linebacker from uh, Richmond and uh, another linebacker. His name is Lucky. I can't remember what school he went to, but he was our outside linebacker. Yeah. Big dude, great guy. Both of them were. So us three kind of, over the next three days, built, like, this connection. So we would go, you know, they'd be the first group, and we'd go, you know, we had our drills and all of that, and then we'd go to inside run and, you know, uh, Skelly, but I was always with the same linebackers. So we built, like, we were, like, built that connection. We we're like, yo, yeah. we got to be the best guys here. Thanks. We balled. Uh, I had a great time. I did really good. Dropped a couple picks, but. Sorry, we were in the spot. I was, yeah, I was in the right spot. So um, then over those days, kept, kept in touch with the agent. He's like, BJ, BJ was there with his agent. And he was like, look, and you know, we sat down again. He's like, look, man, like, you're going to be in a camp somewhere. Like, yeah. I, I want to, you know, I want to sign with you, all this. Like, we, you know, talked about some stuff, like what we were going to do, how he was going to help me out. If I went back to Moorhead, the plan was for me to go back to Moorhead, train there by myself. And then we, he talked to, you know, his trainer here, the guy Mike you just met with. Yeah. And then, so when I was actually on the way back home to Moorhead after three days, he called me again. He's like, "Look, you know, let's let's set, let's do this right." He's like, "I'm not gonna have. I want to invest." Yeah. So he's like, "Let's do it like this. I'll bring you down to uh, California." Or he said, you, "He said if you can get down to California, you know, he's like, I'll take care of training, all that and stuff, you know." And so I came down here, drove down here, you know, we, we got a B and B. We worked stuff out, so I'm staying in the B and B. Um, eating healthy, coming to training five times a week, running three times a week. We got a track coach helping me with the 40. Yeah. Dude, my numbers from the baseline test when I first got here, and now it's like so much better. Like I'm confident, I'm ready, I'm excited. But that was that journey. So like that, if I didn't meet him, if I didn't go to the showcase or if I didn't perform well, I would have never met him. Yeah. I would have signed with another Asian I was talking to that was not gonna assist me in any way. It kind of seemed like a mooch. Yeah, kind of if I make it, he makes money type. Yeah, type thing. I would have went back to Morehead. I would have done my thing, you know, but... Oh, yeah, this well, is, no doubt. One of the hardest workers yeah. I know. Yeah, for sure. No Appreciate doubt. that. But this experience, like, in my lap. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, right. I couldn't have asked for a better experience. Right, God, I got you, yeah. So, um, I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for George. I'm thankful for the guys I train with. These PT guys, I get to come up with them on Tuesdays, and they look over all my injuries and stuff and show me stuff to do, so... Again, like it couldn't have worked out in a more beneficial way for me. So now all I gotta do is uh, go to my pro day at WKU. A Titan scout requested for me to go there, so I got in there, perform against some of the the better athletes. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they want to act like you know WKU is better uh, school. You know how it is. Yeah. So well, hometown right there. So yeah, I know mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Yeah. So I'm gonna uh, pro day 31st. I'll drive down on the 30th, stay in a hotel, wake up, do my thing. And then that's the next step. And then we're just getting started then. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. See what happens then, you know? I, I know a guy in the league, and he says the hardest part is getting to camp. Once you get yeah. to the camp, it's something that you, you know, you're playing football. Exactly. You're playing football at that exactly. point. Exactly. That's what I can't wait to put the pads back on and yeah. just be on the field. Exactly. All this stuff is so technical. Like, you just seen the whole workout today was just focused on bench. Right. Because that's such an important part of the combine. Combine. Exactly. Right. So, like, 
we do obviously we stay athletic we do you know lower body workouts but like the main focus of these two months of training yeah is pro day yeah everything yeah, we're doing numbers. translates to pro day yeah. we gotta have a good number so just got me a new pair of cleats you know what i'm saying we're ready to go we do the five ten five and l drill tomorrow again see where that's at and then i head home on wednesday i'm heading back to morgan on wednesday that's far drives yeah four day trip it'd be fun yeah yeah it'd be interesting yeah, try to line up the hotels again. My mom super supportive. She's helped me line up the hotels along the way. She yeah. like mapped it all out. You're gonna stay here the first day, drive this many hours the second day, stay okay, here. Yeah. She's like this hotel has a gym and a pool. Yeah, she's the best. So oh, she yeah, helped me map it out, uh, putting down deposits and stuff, and then find cheap hotels and just get on the road and go. I sit, I've been doing Uber Eats and DoorDash, putting money together just for the trip because you know gas. Right. Everybody's yeah. right now. Everybody's yeah. right now. So the gas into the politics, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas and food. So I put the, put aside some money. I've been I've been trying to stay, like, I have not been spending money while I'm out here. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. Like, try not to go out. Try yeah. not to like go out to eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. Like I try to save my money, put it together. The only thing I really spend money on is my food. I'm gonna go to the grocery store, get all my food for the week. And then just Uber Eats and stuff. And they, it's good out here, actually. You make good money. So. Oh, yeah. So I was going to ask you what your job was if you were doing a little side hustle or something. Yeah. Like DoorDash and Uber Eats. It's perfect, man. Yeah. You can make your own hours. Oh, yeah. I've been DoorDash and that's my side hustle back in Atlanta. It's, it's crazy. I, I enjoy it. I yeah, because you put on some music and just... I mean, you just ride around. Yeah, in your whip. The trick is that I do. I open... I have Uber Eats and DoorDash, like, open at the same time. Both yep. apps. Yep. So I kind of pick and choose, like, I have more options of deliveries. I think the way I figured it out, out here, I don't really care how far the delivery is. Like, obviously, if it's super far, it's different. But as long as it, if, if the pay is over $10, yeah, I'm going. I'll accept it. Yeah. I don't accept anything under $10. Yeah. So having both apps open, like, you got more options. And then, like, if I get an Uber Eats one, I'll pause the DoorDash one or yeah. vice versa. Or even, you know, if I'm getting close to dropping it off and I get another order on the other app, yeah. accept that one. But I, that's the best way to do it because, like, you get orders for like 11, 12, you know, 13, $14. And then, you know, it just, that's one trip and it adds up fast as opposed to doing like three, $5 trips. Like that yes. takes long. Like, yes. oh my God, yes. I can't stand that. So I feel like that's the most productive way. Like for me, like, so when you go back, download Uber Eats, no, them, yeah. open them both up, yeah. bro, you good, bro. I make a very good, like a very good amount of money in a short period of time, like enough to where the gas isn't cutting into it. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Every trip I'm making 10 plus. Yeah. And what is, each trip's like 20 minutes max. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then obviously you get the trips where it's like sometimes 20 bucks. Oh, you're 20, I don't know who's yeah. giving me that much. Man, except, yes. except, except, except. You know, those people, shout out to those people, man. Do they do Walmart orders too? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, Walmart I did, are different. Those dude, are different. I did three Walmart orders just last night, actually. Yeah. That was the 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 brute of my money that I brought in last literally last night was all Walmart trips. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't even I, I had DoorDash open all night last night and I think I only did Uber Eats orders because they were just coming in hot. Mm. Sometimes it's just how it is. Like they, as soon as I drop one off, fifteen dollars right here, you know, five mile drive. Except, you know what I'm saying? Twenty dollars Walmart, take it here. Gosh, you know what I'm saying? All I'm my way. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. <laughs> I'm gonna That's the plan. I'm gonna to run it up. That's I just went point. straight DoorDash and I'm gonna switch it up. Dude, and Uber Eats gives you more incentives. Like, oh, you get they? like more like sometimes I'll just look and it'd be like random, random pay. Like, 
I don't even know what it's for, what it means. Like they, they have like these articles that say why you get it. You extra fifty dollars right yeah, here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but they. I'm yeah, not gonna whatever complain. it means. Yeah, I don't. I'm yeah. gonna read those. Need it. Yeah. yeah, they give you that extra money for the gas now too. Yeah. It's only like a little bit, but it, it right. matters. You know what I'm it saying? And then like you get the boost zones. I hate the ones. I hate the ones where you tell people don't tip. Like, I don't ever accept those. But it's just like when they pop up on my phone. It's like the disgust I have. You're gonna DoorDash and not tip at all. One dollar, two dollars, something. Me? They you know what I'm saying? Something. I had a Walmart order one time and it was three orders in a row and it was seven dollars a piece. And it was just like, bro, I made fourteen dollars. If every person or twenty, what was what did I just say? It was seven dollars a piece, twenty-one piece. I was like, bro, if y'all would have tipped me three dollars a piece. That's nine dollars. Yeah, that would have taken it twenty-one to thirty. And then I could go home. I could go to sleep. You know, have to do a whole other order. But, yeah. but no, you didn't even want to tip me three dollars. Couldn't even yeah. tip me three dollars. That's what I'm saying, man. But some some people like, I mean, like I can understand, but it's like, yo, if you're gonna order food, like, anytime I go out, I tip. Even yeah. if I don't yeah. have like that much money, like it doesn't matter. Like yeah. that's just like how it is. Like, Generous, you, like yeah. you got like got a tip. I, sh- I don't know, man. One dollar, two dollar, anything. Anything just is better than anything nothing. than yeah. nothing. Exactly. It's like it's like you gotta try hard to give nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't give one dollar. And like again, like I'm not. That's not stingy. Me being like, oh, like obviously that one. But it's just like generosity. Right. Like, really. Exactly. That it goes a long way. Being kind goes a long way. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's that's crazy. There's a place down in Georgia. Where we, where I'm doing that, and it's like the zone undermined. They're always doing yeah, okay, right underneath you yeah. where you live at. Yeah. But it's because nobody goes down there to DoorDash, and I go down there. So like, I've had times where like my area is not very busy, and I'm like, bro, I'm really just sitting here, and you know me, I'm weird. If I'm just sitting there, I'm like, bro, I might as well go make money. Yeah, like I'm just sitting for there. sure. That's what the same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm sitting there. I go down to the zone below, and I, I realize after doing it a few times, why there's always peak pay is because no one down there tips. So they give you the peak pay in order so to get people go down there and you're still only getting four or five dollar orders because you're not getting any uh, orders because nobody's tipping. So there's no high orders. People aren't even tipping three dollars. And for the people out there that do buy food on Uber Eats and DoorDash, your order will come a lot faster, faster. if you tip because we, <laughs> yes. we can see how much the pay is before yes. we take the order. So yes. if you tip, I promise you, you will get that food fast. I fast. promise. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, I'm telling you. And if you if you're one of those people, you know, don't tip, pops up with three dollars for a trip de- decline. Wow, <laughs> nah, three dollars for ten miles? Time. Like, come on, dog. Especially in a city, ten miles is thirty five minutes. Exactly. Man. No one's gonna take the time. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Throw four or five dollars in there, that takes that up real quick. It's seven dollars and I bought seven fifty and I promise you you'll get your food ten minutes faster than you were. Exactly. You hungry? You don't want cold food, you know what I'm saying? But I had one I had one person, they didn't tip me in the in the in the things that said, Don't let my food touch the floor. Wait for me to ring the or wait for me to get to the door and hand it to me. I was like, bruh, I'm gonna leave this here. I'm gonna knock on the door and I'm gonna leave. And it's really just cause you didn't tip and I just felt the attitude yeah. coming from the message and you didn't tip, so I'm not you feel me, I'm not I'm not waiting for you. I'm not waiting for you. I have some stories, man. Just like like some people don't get out of the car, wait in the car, I'll come to you. And you know, sometimes Uber Eats and DoorDash will give you two orders at once, yeah, right? Yeah. Bro, I have a Uber Eats, I have two Uber Eats orders, dropping off the first one, you know, they're from the same place. Stay in your car, don't come to the door, don't ring the doorbell, I'll come to you. All right, call, no answer. Text, call, no answer. Sitting there like 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm about to just go take this second order. Like, what is this person doing? Like, yeah. it gets frustrating. Like, yeah. And I'm like, 
I'm wasting time. I'm no, wasting no, time. I'm just done. sitting there calling, calling, you know, 15 minutes late. Like, no joke. I'm not exaggerating on 15 minutes. Like, I, 15 minutes later, oh, you're outside? Oh, okay, you know. Like, yo, like, have a little, like, you don't see the 10 missed calls? Man, like, man. bro, and then I have these people, I'll drive. So the worst thing is the apartment complexes. Yes. The addresses are never, ne- yeah. like, the location is never right. Like, yeah. you go in, like, the DoorDash app, Uber Eats app, like, it'll put the pin down, but the where you're supposed to take it is nowhere near that. So call, no answer. I'm trekking around, walking around, food in my hands. Like, I park my car, I'm walking, I'm trying to find, you know, these through these big apartment complexes. 15 minutes later, finally they call back, you know, because I'll call and be like, hey, can you direct me a little bit? Some people don't answer. Oh, yeah. My address is wrong on there, by the way. You knew. It was I, I usually, I usually try to catch you guys before you know, before you uh, get here. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. Yeah. Keep your keep, keep, yeah, keep, keep mental. You know, yeah, it's, 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 teach your head. Teaches you to work with people. It teaches yeah. you how difficult people. I have that all the time. I had one woman. Their house, like the driveways, were the same, and it does. And like when you're pulling in, there's not two different mailboxes. Right, so like at the tip of the job, right, there's not two different mailboxes. So you think it's one, and then it goes like this, and then loops around like this, and then comes back down. But it's two different houses with two different addresses. So I go to this house first, and I'm knocking on the door, you know what I'm saying, in the house on the right, 10, 10 minutes, just knocking. No answer. So I'm like, all right, obviously this is the wrong house. I loop around, go to the other house, and I'm knocking on the door. Some minutes go by. And all I hear is, hey! <laughs> them call from the other house, yeah. From the other house. So I'm like, you're at the wrong house. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the wrong house. You, so where were you for the last 10 minutes as I'm knocking on your door? Yeah, right. They yelled at me because I walked across the grass. I was like, bro, I'm not about to get in my whip and dri- drive all the way back around and loop around to bring you this food. I've already been sitting here for 20 minutes. I don't think people that like order, well, a lot of people do, but I'm, some people, that small group of people that don't understand like the driving can get so like stressful yes it can like that when you especially when you have to wait for the food at the restaurant or like the address is wrong this yes. like, there's so many little things bro they don't know the order before could have been something like so like we probably sound like so rude <laughs> right now but it, i'm trying to it is not like it's not as easy as it sounds like yeah when you're when you accept a long order you get to put some music on yeah cruise and stuff but then once you get to the places some of the people you deal with yes you deal with all kinds of people all day long yeah. It's so different. It's so different. Going to some of the restaurants and some of the workers. Oh my! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that gets that gets hectic. Those that's the I don't know which one's stressful. Delivering the food to the difficult places and some of the workers you deal with because that that's, that's people don't care. Yeah, they, no, that's what it is. You know, like no, the people you're picking it up from. Why is my food late? I was sitting in the restaurant for 15 minutes. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't that know I, and then, you know, I got the, the DoorDash thing saying, pick up this food by 8.51. I get there at 8.45. It's not ready. It's 8.55. Still not ready. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, it's not possible. My fault. And then, you know, my, my, what do you call it? My, my lateness percentage, like, goes down. I'm like, yeah. well, I, what, what am I? And then I got the nerd, bro. I had this one woman call me. I swear to God, I went to go pick up her food. You know, whatever. Uh, it's taken forever. Yeah. Get in the car. Bring it. Um, she messages me. She's like, I ordered this food so long ago. I'm close by. Like, what's taking so long? And I answer. I'm like, oh, hey, like, it took a long time at this store. You know, this. And, 
as I'm like standing to reply, I get a call from DoorDash. Yes, and yes. And the guy's like, and the guy's like being rude. He's like, why is it taking you so long to bring the food? I'm like, whoa. I'm like, and I was calm. I was like, oh, you know, it took a long time. I'm on my way right now. I'm two minutes away. Right. He's like, all right, we'll get it there. And I'm like, yes, yes. Um, and yes. I, and then when I got there, I called her, and it was an apartment complex, of course. Couldn't find it. So the first thing I did, I call her. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I have your food. I don't know where your door is though because the, yeah. part, the things were, and she was actually very sweet. I told her, I was like, look, I'm I'm sorry. It took a long time. But like the, like, the fact that she called DoorDash to complain, like. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this happened to me. I was in, I was in a Wendy's, Wendy's driveway one time. Oh, those take, the drive-thrus, man. People don't understand. You, have, you can't just go in the lobby. You have to wait in the drive-thru just to get these people's food. And there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. But apparently like three different people from, uh, DoorDash had dropped the order already. So like she's texting like, um, this is the third person, fourth person to get my order. What's wrong? I was just like, uh, I think it's just cause the, the line is touching the back end of the road. Yeah. You feel me holding up traffic cause there's so many cars for me. So then I get a, a call from DoorDash about 10 minutes in the drop-through. Um, the customer's getting really mad. They want their food, this, that, and the third. And it's like, dog, I don't know what to tell you. I'm in line. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here. This is an $8 order. And I'm sitting in one line for 25 time. minutes. Wasting, Wasting my time. own time. Like, yes. I could be doing yes. other deliveries. Bro, the worst place is Jack in the Box. I never even knew what that place was until I came out here. <laughs> and, man, I'm not trying to, like, not ragging on the food. I'm just saying the, the lines, bro, they take forever. Yeah. Anytime I go to one of those places, I'm sitting in the line. And I've, I've learned... As soon as I get there, text the person, hey, Amanda, just letting you know, it's a really long line. And most people, that's totally fine. Take your time. Great. Put up, put the music up, sit in the line, whatever. Chill. Some people do not want to have any time. To, well, I have this to do, so can you try to get it to me as fast as possible? Of course I'm going to get it to you as fast as possible. Like, I'm not BSing. I'm not, you know, going to do other, visiting my friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm working. I'm yeah. getting the food and I'm bringing it to you. There's nothing in between. How fast I get it to you is not up to me when I'm waiting in a, in a line. And it's not going to change whether you get mad sitting there telling me it goes as fast as possible or like, not. I mm. promise you, I'm getting you the food as fast as possible. As fast as I can. I'm trying to make money. Yeah. Yeah, no. This is that's crazy. I'm happy I met someone that's sharing the same DoorDash <laughs> yeah, that I've been dealing with, bro. That's, that's crazy, man. Shout out to all the DoorDash yeah. people out there. I don't know about you, but when I run into all the DoorDashes and stuff, we kind of got like this little nod going, you know what I'm saying? You got, what, you, what were you taking it to? You know what I'm saying? 231? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 234. You know what I'm saying? Good luck with the rest of your night. Yeah. We have a little, little, little community going on. We might need yeah. to start like a, like a little chat room or something. Yeah, yeah, right? Feel me? Get everybody talking. What about are you guys doing out there today? <laughs> you know Make sure not all of us are at the same time. Yeah, I'm gonna do Escondido tonight. All right, I got power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's crazy. <sighs> Enough about food. I'm getting hungry, man. I'm about starving. Yeah. Oh, we got a few more. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. But yeah, man, out here with the gas and stuff too. Oh yeah, so I know that's that's different. So how, how much do you put in your car? What are your gas miles going like? Right now, the cheapest gas I can find is five seventy nine per gallon. I put fifty dollars in, and I'm barely over half a tank. Oh, and I drive a Chevy HHR, my uncle's car. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's so my the reason, dude. Everything works out. This is what. Listen, I'm not religious. Yeah. But I'm starting to believe that someone is looking out for me up there. Yeah, power, power. Because, again, with this the showcase, come back to Moorhead. All of a sudden, now you got to get to California. Right. I, he said, I, you know, I'll take care of most of the things when you're here, but you got to get here. 
I fly to Vegas. My uncle, who I haven't got to see a lot, is the greatest, I love him to death, and it sucks because I haven't been able to see him a lot throughout my life. Because I don't have a very big family, right. which is crazy because I'm Italian. I mean, you figure a big family. Oh, but, is, that, is that a thing? I didn't know. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but you know, so uh, he's lived in Seattle. He's been living in Vegas with his uh, girlfriend for years now. Craziest coincidence, he just happens, you know, to be deciding that he wants to move back to New York now to be with the rest of my family, you know, move to Long Island, move to Long Beach, whatever. So we made this like deal, kind of like I came down, I flew into Vegas, he picked me up and my grandma who passed away, her, she, he still has her car. So he's got yeah. two cars, yeah. the Chevy HHR was hers. So he's like, look, you can use this car the whole time you're in California as long as you, you know, drive it back to New York when right. you're done. When you're done. Like, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? that's a good look. Like, yeah. that's, so I can, I got to stay with him for like a day or two, you know, see him, that was great. You know, flew down, took the car, it was only like a six hour drive to get back over here to Cali, you know what I'm saying? But now he just officially, as of like this week, got all his stuff, you know, fin finished, packed. He drove all the way across the country. Uh, to New York, moved in. My mom is so happy, you know what I'm saying? Cause to have him back, you know what I mean? And then my brother is like, he's like, I, I want to get close to you guys. Like I haven't been around enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to go back and see him. But dude, like what are the odds that, you know, all of a sudden, oh yeah, he's living in Vegas, which is six hours away from here, has a car, you know what I'm saying? It like works out and then like, I have the car now. And then, cause my, I had to scrap my other car, the, the Ford Explorer yeah. I was driving cause lots of stuff, I had to scrap it. So what are the odds? Come down here, get his car, use it here, Uber Eats, DoorDash, drive to my training, drive it back to Kentucky, yeah. and then drive it back to New York. Like everything just is yeah, lining up. Like, yeah. So that's why like, I'm just trying to take advantage of all these opportunities because like someone is looking out. Yeah. Some, it's lining up in a way like I have to stay focused oh, on that trail because like it's lining up. Yeah, you can feel it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I'm super... Like again, I don't like to use the word blessed, but like it's the only way to explain it. Right. I'm blessed. Right. I'm super blessed for right. the opportunities I'm having. Like everything is lining up. Someone's looking out. So thank you. Yeah, no, yeah that's thank amazing you. for sure. That's amazing. That's the, that doesn't happen a lot, but you can feel it. Like when you, when things start lining up and energy is working for you, you can feel it. And I feel like a lot of people they struggle when they get to that point because they think it's just gonna be easy for them. They get in that coast mode, but I know yeah. you. That's not you. You you probably make me more made of motivated, realizing yeah. how blessed you are and how things are lining up. Getting these opportunities, you gotta right. take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like why would why would you not? You right. can't steer off the course. Right. Exactly. You know what look what's lining up. Why would I even risk not making sure I take advantage of it? Especially if you're getting the opportunities like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I know there's a lot of people out there like. It's gonna. It's hard. Like for me, like I said, I'm lucky. I got blessed. But like, I know how difficult that this this stage can be for, especially like small school people, like finding an agent, you know, going to showcases, getting your film out. You're this. Like, I didn't know what to do. I had as soon as the season was over, like, okay, now what? Yeah. And the first thing everyone says is find an agent. How? Yeah. No help. No, you don't no, get no, no help. I have friends uh, that are good. They play, you know, bigger schools. So, top guys in the country like and you know and like they help those guys out because you know and obviously you know they're already known you know i have friends yeah. that play at certain schools where like 
you know, they played national championships, so they've started on, you know, these Ohio State and stuff like that. So, like, they, you know, they have that, right. which is awesome, to, yeah, yeah, which is great, and it works out perfectly. Yeah. Small school guys, like, you don't have anything. Like, you, you got to figure it out. Yeah. There's no one else, there's no one looking out for you holding your hand, which, again, like, that makes it better in a way. But, like, like I said, what do I do? Someone says, find an agent. How do I find an agent? I don't know. I don't know. These people, I don't know. So... It's not like they're just gonna reach out to you unless right. you're, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I, for the small school guys, like the journey could be like super tough. And like, if stuff doesn't line up, like it just means you just gotta work harder and figure it out because it's so easy to just be like, well, it's not working out, I'm gonna double football. And then I know I know too many people who later on in their life, like, oh, I wish I took it further. Like, I wish that, you know, I- At least tried. Yeah. At least tried. But it's hard to try sometimes when it's not lining up. So like, People just gotta understand, like, look, the small school guys, even if you're D two, D three, like, if you got it, they will find you. Right. And if you want it, you will make it. It doesn't right. matter. Like, you know, you see these stories of D two, D three, NAIA guys in the NFL, and like even guys that have these prolific careers, and then everyone acts like, oh, that's so crazy that they made. Like, no, they bought in. Like, the reason they made it is because they were like, yo, I'm going to the NFL. I'm yeah. doing whatever I have to, even if they didn't have the film, this, that. Like, you can. Like, if you just buy into it, like, you'll figure it out. So right. that's what I'm like, when the USFL came out, I was like, not even looking at that. Yeah. I'm not signing away. Like, that's not my goal. I'm not, yeah. I'm not settling. Right. This has been my goal. It's what I want to do. And again, like, you never, I never know what could happen. But all I know is that, like, everything is leading up the way it's supposed to. If I get that opportunity, I'm going to get an opportunity to camp. And then what? It's on me. Right. That's, it's like, like, it's on me. Like, it's just playing yeah. football. Yeah. Same thing, you gotta bet on yourself. Like when I went to the showcase, I'm not here for two days for the small, I'm going to the big showcase. I'm here yeah. for five days. I've already right. had to play. I'm here for five days. Same thing, I'm gonna go to a camp. I'm making the roster. I don't care if I have to be a practice squad guy like or a special teams guy. Like I'm gonna prove why, you know, I can, I need to be on a team. Right. And if I'm not athletic enough, bet your ass I'm gonna be watching film all night. Right. Yeah. All I'm night, sure, right. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I've had some interviews with NFL teams that have, have said that, have said how they have guys on the team that are not athletic, like, like they, they're not NFL caliber athletes, but they are so smart. It makes up for it. They are so smart that you can't cut them. You yeah. just can't because right. they just, they're like, they know everything right. in and out. Like, they're linebackers that are undersized or, you know, not strong enough or not fast enough, but you put them on the field, offense lines up in formation, he knows what's happening. Yeah. How can you not have that on your right. team? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. So that's like for the small school guys, like they just people just gotta understand that. Like, if you want it, if you don't want it, you don't want it. It's that simple. And if you're if you have to convince yourself that oh, or like or lie to yourself or just be like, Oh yeah, I wanna make it to the NFL, that'd be fun, then it's not for you. But like right. you know what I'm saying? But like if you really want it, like you can get it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it all will work out if you put the effort in, like I told my friends back home when I was in high school, I'm going to the NFL. I'm, everything I'm doing since that point like, is to reach that goal. And again, anything can happen, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at no point am I gonna look back and be like, oh, I should've done this, because like, yo, this is our life. Yeah. Do what you want to do, do what makes yeah. you happy. I don't wanna be, I don't wanna work a desk job. No. I, I'm, I took classes in college to be a teacher. I don't wanna be a teacher. I yeah. wanna play football as long as I can. I wanna play in the NFL. So what do I look like? I'm 21 years old. Like, why not put everything in right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, so 
out here, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still have one more class. I haven't even graduated, dude. Yeah. Still got a class left, but that's on hold. Yeah, I have the rest of my life, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything will work out the way it's supposed to. So this, right now, technically, there's real no plan B. Like, it's plan A, and this is what it is. It is plan A. Yeah. Like, and again, that's another thing. Me and my mom always, like, she's like, you need to have this plan B, plan B. Yeah. I go, I, my ex-girlfriend used to get upset about that, because I go, with, I'm a Gemini, she said, so I oh, go with the flow. Like, so you know how the females are with all that, yeah. all that astrology stuff, so she's like, yeah, that's another thing. Like, she'd like to have everything planned out, you know, whatever. Everything has to be on the calendar. Like, you know, plan things out. Me. Day by day, like I, it doesn't bother me. Like I'm yeah. awake. Like right now, I'm here doing this. Like my next goal, do good at the pro day. Yeah. I'm not looking at anything after yeah, that. Not just yeah. do good. I have to do great in my pro day. Amazing. There is nothing else like that's worried. I'm worried about. And then when I get there, okay, well now what's the next step? I that from then I'm gonna go home. Like you know, still work out, but like I don't know yet. Like I have whatever happens in my pro day. Like that's gonna base everything. If I have an amazing pro day. That's amazing. If I have a shitty pro day, well, now I gotta just, I gotta do something else. Yeah. Can't plan for that. Like, you have to just, you just have, like, for me, it's easier for me to, like, live with going with the flow, doing what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and if it fails, we'll worry about it then, but until then, this is what we're going to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why we take all those towels from, from all those games we win because, yeah. like, yo, I don't care if we lose every game from here on out. Like, yeah. it's not the plan. We're not worried about that. We just we just beat this team. Give me that. Give me that towel. I don't care if there's one towel at the end of the season or ten towels. Like, there's all you know what I'm saying. Same same energy. Do right now. What's happening right now is most important. Yeah. So, but dude, pimp, pimp game, best thing that could happen to Morehead State. Yeah, you know, I hope they keep that going. I really hope so too. That I love seeing all the pictures of people with all the towels on it. That's a that's. I don't think anyone's done that. No. I don't think anyone's done that. No. For the people who don't know, like, you want to explain that, like. I mean, it was kind of y'all's thing. You can explain it. I mean, I was there for I really, you know what I'm saying, respectfully didn't participate in the snatching of other people's towels. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, but, we, got, we got a little disrespectful sometimes. Almost got, I know, oh my God, Wade, so, yeah. stories about Wade stealing yeah, towels. And, so many, so many beefs about it, yeah. So, there was a, uh, we had this turnover cane. As we were supposed to call it, oh, but it was, I mean, it it was, was the pimp king. Everyone did the pimp dance and the pimp walk. Yeah, so you yeah. get a, you get a turnover, you come to the sideline, you get the pimp king, you yeah. strut the pimp walk. Just I don't even know how it came. To, I think it was just because we're the Morehead Eagles and we found a cane one day and it had an eagle head on the top. We're yeah. like, this is super so dope. Large. Yeah. Funny thing, my ex girlfriend painted it for us. I, yeah. it, so she painted it. It looked all blue and gold and it was beautiful, you know. And it started out with just you know uh, that first season we were here. We had it hanging up at our house. Game day, take the speaker, take the pimp cane. We walked down to the field. Yep, you get a turnover. You, get, you know, whoever was red shirting or you know yeah. the strength coach would have it. You get a turnover. You come to the sideline. You get the pimp cane. You get yeah. to shut it. You know. I had it. It was the first game. I, <laughs> I made it on college game day and everything. I had it. I had it. So fun. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Um, but so our first game this year. We went into so we were always we always snatch towels. Yeah, that's been a like thing. Snatch, yeah, yeah, you yeah. snatch towels, yeah. especially if the other team you're playing has a logo on it. Yeah, take the towel. Yeah, like take you, the towel. You're in a They're pile. Logo. You're in a pile. You're in a pile. Take the towel, stuff yeah. in your pants, throw it silent. Yeah. So the way it started, we started wrapping the towels around the pimp cane every time we go in a game. So like the way that happened, funny story. So obviously, like I was a captain this year. So I, the Dayton game, very first game, everyone's talking about how. 
team's gonna you know run us over. Last time they played us, they right. rushed for like four hundred something. Right. It is what it is, whatever. So I go out there, you know, I'm shaking the quarterback's hand. I'm gonna take this little towel. I'm gonna take this towel at some point. You know what I'm saying? I see they got the big logo on it. Yeah, Dayton's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. So the game goes to overtime. I go out there for the overtime coin flip or whatever. And I don't remember who won the toss, no matter, because I just remember that I, it's just me and the quarterback. I shake his hand, and bring him close, and say, "Yo, we win that game. I want that towel." Because we didn't have a towel at that point. Because like, someone tried to take one, they got caught. When you get caught, the refs get involved. They're like, "Yo, give him this towel." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They take it back. Yeah. I said, "I'm like, yo, we win the game." I told him, "I'm like, I want that towel." So, so and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah, like whatever, you know, bands, friendly banter." You yeah, know, you call it that. Yeah. So he's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." So we play, or we go on defense first. Or no, we were on offense. We, then we were on offense first. Yeah. Devontae scores. We go on defense. Noble picks the ball, pick the ball up, end the game. Everyone's piling. We're screaming. First thing I do, go right up to the quarterback. Great game. Give him oh. a towel. You got him respectfully. Gave him the towel. I'm holding it up. Whatever. Yeah, you know, all this. And I don't, and then like, I ended up with the pimp cane, at, you know, at the end, and I just. I just put it on the cane because you know yeah. it wraps around with the velcro. So I put it on, and then like since then now then we went to go play Presbyterian, beat them two and zero. Took the towel, we put it on. Next game we played um, Butler. Was it Butler? I think it was Butler because I I was injured. Yeah, I got injured versus Presbyterian. Yeah, Butler was our next. We played homecoming. Butler. Homecoming. Beat yeah. them. Took a towel. Yeah. Went beat Marist at their homecoming. Took a towel. Beat Stetson, took a towel, and then uh, and beat Valpo, took a towel. And yeah. obviously, we lost our games against San Diego and uh, Davidson on some crazy, you know, lost by three. Like, obviously, San Diego game. Wish we had some instant replay on that, but yeah. not stuck in the past. But yeah. um, for anyone that's at San Diego or Davidson, I promise you, we have your towels too. They just yeah. didn't make it on the pin team. Yeah, they, yeah. But then, you know, so the end of the season, <laughs> we got this, this cane. It's like this long, but. This much of it is just covered oh, with towels cool. with the logos on it. Then that, that like, that's so like iconic. I feel like like I yeah. everyone has everyone on board has a picture now holding up the cane with all the towels. You know I think that's struck. You got all the towels on it. That's yeah, yeah it's different. That's different. I've never I like been a part of something like that. Like when we had when I was at my JUCO, we had a turnover chain, big we were blue and orange. We had this just big orange chain. You know you can go put it on, but like people done that. You know what yeah. I mean. And then some people have some corny turnover stuff, some teams. But the turnover came with the towels. You run out of the, you know, run out of out to the field in the beginning of the game. You, you know, holding it up while everyone's running through the cheerleaders and stuff. And yeah, you just got all the towels hanging on. That is just yeah. like a, it's I mean, pretty hard. It's yeah, tough. It's pretty hard. I hope they keep that up for sure, dude. That that's a that's a unique thing that I'm glad that we came up with. That only works if you keep winning, though. It, you got no choice. Winning. You gotta keep winning. Gotta keep winning though. You gotta towel on look stupid yeah. at the end of the season with two towels on it. Yeah, it's look stupid, but hey, we did we did our thing. Obviously, it didn't work out exactly how we hoped. Close, close games, but we showed that we brought Morehead State up to a competitor. Yeah, for sure. For sure, dude. So close to winning conference. So so far, what's your? I know you said you're not really going out spending money. It's the craziest thing you've done out here in San Diego. One of the what like best thing you've seen, best thing you've done, best experience yet. Like what is 
So when I first got here, I, I you know spent like a Thursday night one day. Like I went down to Pacific Beach, just you know walk the beach, yeah. just because you know it's been away from a beach for a long time. But you know most of the time I'm doing stuff by myself, so I'm like, you know whatever. But I think the coolest thing I did was I visited this this canyon, um, like it was called Annie's Canyon, and I had never like I don't think of myself like I never you know done nothing like that before yeah. like so like that was like probably just an amazing experience like because again the whole inner peace thing going up there like i was able to just like you you have to actually climb through the canyon like there's like there's like uh holes in the rocks that are like this wide you're like squeezing through you got to climb up stuff you get to the top and they have like this little lookout perch mm. and uh i think that whole experience like going through like that with like the nature and stuff like that was awesome because that was right after I did the breathing exercises I was telling you about. Yeah. So me to keep that short and sweet, even though it, you know it's a really cool thing. It's called Peak Flow. Um, the woman who runs it, she her story. She had a a surfing incident where she almost uh, died in the water. She yeah. just got double under or whatever it's yeah. called, and she was she survived. And she said that like, like was just a crazy experience for her, a crazy event, and like with her breathing and stuff in that moment, like she wanted to like train herself to be able to breathe or hold your breath and stuff right. like that. So she started this company called Peak Flow and we went there and it's like a meditation type thing where she teaches you how to, we laid in the, in the grass and like outside with all these palm trees and stuff and you have her eyes closed and she, she coaches you through like being able, it's called Wim Hof breathing technique and you take really deep breaths in and really deep breaths out to get rid of all that CO2. And then it gets to a point where you just, take a deep breath out and then you just hold it out and yeah. you can hold your breath for like three minutes, four minutes. Like even people like me who don't train it. And I was right. like, this is, but then like, so when you're all done, you do like rounds of that and it's like just super peaceful and you do rounds of it. And, um, it just brings you like at some like peace. So I've been, and that's another thing that I've just been like really focused on doing. Like that's almost why I kind of, I'm slowing down on the Bushido cause I've been focusing on that because that's something that I actually like can feel this one year stand up at the end of it, you're like, you feel so at peace. Like you just wanna like do yoga. Like I yeah. swear to God. Oh, yeah. So that was, so when I got to the top of the canyon, I laid down, I took my shirt off, took my shoes, like I, I took my shoes off. And you know, there's some other people going past, probably thought I was crazy, but I'm like laying in like the dirt and I'm yeah. just doing the breathing exercise and you lose track of time. I don't know how long I was doing it for, but like, and I just stood up and like, you just get so at peace. So that was probably like the, the best thing I've done while I was out here, that was super cool. But one of the other fun things I did, the only time I've gone out, Tigler came to visit, you know, friend from school, obviously, you know, uh, and we went out to uh, Pacific Beach again. We went out to some clubs, you know, took it easy, didn't drink, nothing. Yeah, we were yeah. training and stuff, but it was just fun to be social and so, you know, go out and do something. Exactly, and spend time with a friend that I right. haven't seen in a long time. So that was that was fun to just go out to the clubs, listen to music, and just have a good time. like meet people, be social. So that was cool, I'm glad for that. So once, you know, I'm older and done with football, I'm sure I'll yeah. have my, have my you know, fun times and stuff. But right now, like I was- Business. Yeah, business. It is business right now. Yeah. So that's- I agree with that. I do what you gotta do. Yes, sir. So like you guys, like with this uh, Hoodie Music Entertainment, take this far, you know what I'm saying? Right. Don't slow, don't, do not slow down. You know what I mean? That, that's the biggest like advice you can tell to anyone who's trying to do anything, start a business or reach a goal. Like you can't slow down for a second. Right. Like, I don't care if you're just trying to do a clothing brand. Like yeah, whatever it is, sell the shirts. Yeah. Post them. Sell 
build, build, build. You slow down for one second, everything starts, everything else starts to slow down, and yeah. then you don't want to, you got to build it back up. Yeah, gain the momentum again. So yeah. if, like, you're trying to do something that, like, you love, you got to just buy into it and just do it, do it, do it, do it. Like, because so many people just settle, like I said, for desk jobs and this and that, even though they want to do something else. Like, yeah. why? we're all human beings. Like, you see these people that, the people that are doing the things you want to do. Yeah. How do you think they got there? Yeah. Like, you, know, every, you could do whatever you want as a human being. Like, yeah. you, can, it, you can figure it out. It's you know about putting the work in. If I wanted to fly planes all of a sudden, what's stopping me? Like, yeah. I can go get lessons. I, you yeah. know what I mean? So, got to buy in and just don't slow down. Because if you slow down, all of a sudden, you know, you might not be making income because you're slowing down. Then you got to find a different way to make income. Yeah. Then your goals start, you know. Changing and everything's sweet. Yep, yeah, I agree. Buy in, especially while we're young. So I shout out, you know, 25-8 Romaniac Fitness. Yeah. You buy in, yeah. you know what I'm saying? DJ is putting everything into it. He's putting all his effort. He's yeah. meeting people, making connections with PTs. He, he's certified now. His his clothing brand, that's also, you know, his, um, it's his lifestyle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he wants to train people. He wants to open his own facility, and he is not slowing down. He yeah. is, and the way he's making his money right now, Cause he can't. He, obviously, he's training people. Yeah. But, you know, he doesn't have that big of a following yet. Selling his merch. Yeah. He, beautiful logo. You know what I'm saying? Like eye catching stuff. You know, the, it's it's not just about the clothing. It's about the lifestyle. You yeah. know, he sells it. He sells the image. He sells the brand, and people buy into that. And like, he is not slowing down. He's yeah. like, another shirt order coming in. Another shirt order. I'm gonna make hoodies. I'm gonna get better quality hoodies. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna invest my own money in it. I'm going. He's still going to his PT. He's meeting. You know, people there that play in the NFL or that do this and that, growing connections. Hey, by the way, I have this brand. Yeah. He's going to do big things. Yeah. Not slowing down. Yeah. He's 21, 22. Yeah. Yes. Slow down. Yeah. Y'all just wait for that. I'm going to come back out. I'm going to do a workout with DJ. We're going to put that out there on our, yeah, on our channel. Sure. He's going to hop on our podcast. Yeah. You got to wait for that one. I'm going to wait till I'm in a little better shape. I know he's good. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get after me. He's going to get me right. So I got to wait till I'm in better shape. Probably lose about 15 more pounds. See if we can't get in there. But, but I don't know about you. I'm hungry. I'm ready to grab get, some food, yeah. Yeah, ready to get into it. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. Of course, man. Uh, we had a good time. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah.